Hey everybody, Stephen Scullion here, Irish marathon runner, documenting my journey. Um, pretty much the Olympic qualifying window is now open and um, I'm hoping this journey will lead to me qualifying for the Tokyo um, 2020 Olympics. I'm essentially documenting that journey, my thoughts along that journey, things that I truly believe can help um, whether it's a hundred listeners or a hundred thousand or a million listeners. Um, if you're a runner, if you're an athlete, if you're doing sports, I'm pretty sure some of the um, mistakes I make or some of the good decisions I make can help impact what you're doing. Um, so kind of on that note, um, let's see, today is Wednesday, we we pushed the session, instead of doing a session yesterday on Tuesday, and um, we decided to go Wednesday, um, basically because I, I did a really tough session on Sunday, and, and that, that makes a lot of sense, like not every session is going to take the same amount of recovery time, um, and also on that note, although a little off topic, not every session is as important. Important is the wrong word. Some sessions you'll do are pretty key sessions and pretty specific to your next goal race. Other sessions I'll do, for example, like they're not supposed to be super hard, but they do serve a purpose. So I would say in contrast, Sunday was a very specific session for marathon. It was a 24 mile long run. It included three lots of five mile, probably around race effort. Um, although the speed wasn't race speed, for me it never is because like either it's at altitude or I'm in a park by myself, um, etc. etc. Like I don't, I think people get a bit locked into race pace rather than race effort. Um, I often like I, I I averaged about five ten per mile in London Marathon, and I can tell you that most of my effort based stuff, um, longer tempos, longer rep sessions were probably around five fifteen to five twenty. But I just knew that on the day of the race, they've closed down the city of London for you. You've got lovely roads. You've got your racing flats on. Your your tapered. You're, you're just in the zone and, and so I know the body will do a good job on that day of um, giving me what I need and that speeds things up by maybe 5-10 seconds a mile. Um, so I kind of learned that um, not to always try to hit race pace, sometimes just go out there and put the effort in. Um, so Sunday was a really specific session. In my opinion, based on the plan, it's probably the last specific hard session um certainly of that distance i won't go over 20 miles between now and the race um today's session was some track stuff um quite the contrast um 24 times 200 the first set were essentially just um right around um probably 10k pace 10k effort, 10k pace, in between 5k and 10k pace, um, with a very slow 200 jog, um, 
and it's just just nice don't don't push too hard the second set we did it a bit different we did the same speed so 33 seconds roughly for 200 um and this time what we did is we the 200 jog instead of it being 60 seconds for example it was um 44 um so I ended up running, I think, the last three miles um, around probably 5.05 per mile, um, 5.05 to 5.10. And I'm kind of going from 33 seconds for a 200, so right around 4.24 per mile. Um, and then the float is right around 5.45 per mile. Um, and those paces just make sense for me. You are trying to figure out what is the what is the most comfortable you can be but fast enough that it makes sense so it's absolutely pointless me doing 200s at marathon pace because I do plenty of work at marathon pace and marathon effort so it's kind of I probably could have ran 31 32 for those 200s but I didn't need to um 424 is definitely not my marathon pace. That's far, far too fast. So because it's a lot faster than marathon pace, then it ticks a box. It, it essentially says, hey, have we done anything in the last couple of weeks quicker than marathon effort? Yes, we have. Good job. Um, it's that simple. Um, and so some sessions are key sessions. Some sessions are just um, getting it done, ticking a box and moving on, being healthy and bridging the gap maybe between two key sessions or um but I mean you still achieve something that it's not to say that the non-key sessions you don't you don't want to achieve something but it's just not a key day um so I, I think today um I kind of wanted to talk about like maybe some of the mistakes I've made in sessions in the past um for the guys that don't know me I I, I did try to make the Olympics in 2016. I I can honestly say I I still believe I was fit enough and in good enough shape, but it just doesn't matter. It's irrelevant if you can't race well. And some of my mistakes led to the latter, not being able to race well. I had a torn quad. That's That's a pretty good reason not to race well. But the reason I tore my quad was... Um, I'm probably going to put it down to being 80 to 90% my fault, which is, which sounds like, yeah, it it absolutely was 80 to 90% my fault. I was set training it and I, I had never been as fit as I was before. So I didn't know how to handle it. Um, but that was the role of the coach. The coach was there to slow things down. And, and my coach at the time, Nick Badeau, shouted at me a few times for going too fast he he also set times that were very realistic and I think I just got caught up in Nick Badu is a really popular guy like he's a he's a stud he's married to Sonia Sullivan an Irish hero and, and maybe I got too caught up in trying to impress him rather than doing what I was told and I, and now that I know Nick, I know that I didn't impress him at all. I, I, my fitness probably impressed him, and he probably thought, "Wow, this little fucking Irish kid can run." Um, but what he wouldn't be impressed by would be that I didn't listen, that I did sessions too fast, that I didn't do what I was told. And and these are the areas that I've learned. That's where you want to impress your coach. You know, if you see a kid at the end of your 
session, running the last 400 super quick. If your coach gets excited by stuff like that, I, don't buy into that. Um, I go through sessions now. I, I want to tick the boxes. When when the session was planned a week or two before, I would guarantee you there was logic behind the planning and and the speed that you're being set was fast enough. Um, don't be that guy, you know. <laughs> And I and I certainly was that guy, and that led to a quad injury. Um, I might be being a bit hard on myself there, but it was a hundred percent my fault. Um, doesn't really matter if you're hard on yourself, like you should be. Um, just we're we're most of my listeners are probably adults. Some are maybe juniors. Some are up and coming athletes are coming through the system and and you got to be responsible for your decisions one thing i've learned is people don't make decisions for you nobody can hold you back in a session you have to um this is this is my advice it's going to be if you have a session tonight if you have a session the next day have a look at what the session is um think about what the goal of the session is or ask the coach what is the goal of this session and Think about how am I going to execute this session? Why am I going to execute it that way? And then go and do it. Um, maybe your plan will be, I'm not going to run faster than I've been told this evening. And the reason I'm not going to do that is because I don't want to be injured or because I want to work the system that the coach has planned for me to work today rather than, of course, I could do it faster, but maybe that's not what the coach had in mind. And so... I had a hard time when I was younger listening to things like that and listening to advice like that. And uh, it makes me think of when I was in college in America and I'm doing laps of these pitches. And honestly, I just thought the sun shone so far out my ass that I didn't need to listen to anybody. And I thought I was this big time stud, but actually I was just immature. And um, the coaches would say like, hey, work together for the first three or four and being the asshole that I am, I, I or was, maybe still am sometimes, um, I, I would have been out front leading. And, and I remember vaguely one of my really good friends now, a guy called Alan Folks, telling me like, hey, Stevie, like, slow down. And, and it sounds really harsh, but I think I told him to fuck off. And I had this idea planted in my head that these guys were trying to hold me back. And it's such a shame because now I look back and I regret those those decisions so much and I just think like these guys were trying to help you. These guys were trying to make you better and great that I've learned through mistakes to execute training how I do now, execute races how I do now. But once upon a time like I, I made so many mistakes on a weekly or daily basis. I wouldn't run with a team. I thought I needed to run out front. I, I was just confused. Um, I certainly wasn't the student of the sport that I am now. And I, I understand my body far more now. I understand what it takes, what it what it takes to be successful. And I have groups to thank, thank for that. I spent four or five months, six months even with Melbourne Track Club, learning from um, a coach that maybe puts 15 to 20 athletes on an Olympic squad, Nick Badeau. Um, I have coaches in Britain, Mick Woods, Nick Anderson, like all bring their own um, element to training, but equally all very successful. Um, recently, I was coached for a period of time when I worked with Scott Overall by Alan Story. And again, 
like brought his own uh, knowledge and massive amounts of knowledge to the table and and I've been really fortunate the uh, little things little bits of knowledge little tips I've just tried my best to soak it up in the last whatever like two years definitely and maybe a little bit before that um but you have to anything that I tell you 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 need to figure out what that means for you and I'm not gonna say look yourself in the mirror you don't need to do that but just have a think about and um, maybe what you could do better if you get to the end of a week's training maybe write down how it went maybe read it out of 10 figure out how next week could be better and sometimes better is doing less if you know that you shouldn't have done an extra two miles on a double run for example because Sandra was doing an extra two miles well write that down hey don't do that next week and that's and that's accepting accountability responsibility for what you do um, and I think that's really going to improve what you're doing um, and it's only only when you make a mistake can you learn and so don't don't worry don't beat yourself up I certainly don't I've made I made a lot of mistakes last year not less this year but in 2017 like Dublin Marathon for example um, somehow going onto the start line my goal was to run 20 miles with the Irish guys Sir Guy, um, Gary O'Hanlon, etc., etc. Um, somewhere between um, the night before when the um, race organisers or it was announced that Freddie Sittuck was actually eligible for the Irish Championship, somehow I really let that uh, affect my emotional brain, call it, and I took off about mile 12 and chased after the lead group. Because of course I felt good and of course I wanted to win the national title. I wanted to beat Freddie. Um, I'd beat him five weeks before by a long way, a long, long way in the Belfast Half Marathon. I, I crushed him. Um, and so I, I off I went and anyone that knows my result from Dublin Marathon, it was, it was a massive disappointment. Um, I fell apart with three miles to go. I went from leading the race to running maybe like a minute and a half per mile slower for the last three miles and and who do I have to blame for that my goddamn self you know and and that's okay like um anyone again that follows me knows and would know that I came off Dublin Marathon disappointed and two months later I ran 63 16 for half marathon so like it's okay to fail some days it hurts more than others some days it's embarrassing um some days it's fine. Like if you never, what if what if I finished that race really well and my emotional decision meant I came third at the Dublin Marathon? But what happens if I made another emotional decision like that at the at the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games and that day it didn't work and I ended up coming a hundredth because I made a right mess up and maybe I was supposed to come sixteenth or or top ten, you know, if I was logical or smart about it. So. This is the idea. Don't be, don't be afraid to fail. Don't put a big red line through something if you do fail. Um, win or learn, as they say. And 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 I think one of my skills is that I plan, I review, and I replan all the time. Whether it's a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, um, that's something I naturally love doing. I love looking back at 
the training that I've done and I love like seeing how did you execute it? Did you do good? Nice. How do we move on? How do we get better? And and I don't leave getting better up to chance. I just plan it. I plan that I'm going to do five things better. And as I'm a logical thinker, I kind of figure out that, well, if I can do those five things better, it gives me a good chance of racing better. It doesn't mean I will. There's never a guarantee in athletics, but it gives you the best chance possible of being better than you were before. Um, and I think that's really important. Um, so have, have a go at that. Learn from your mistakes. Learn how to recognize when you're making mistakes. The sooner you can pick it up and, and adapt, the better. Don't be, don't be beating yourself up. Just, just draw a line through it and say, that's it. No more of that. Um, cut that out. Um, don't give a shit about what other thing people think. Um, if someone wants to beat you in the last 400 meter rep of a session, that's fantastic for them. Own your own career. Do your thing. Don't do what everybody else is doing. Um, for that matter, don't do what I'm doing. If it doesn't work for you, um, I think that's the most important thing is make it relevant to you. I'm always really good at doing that. I don't look at Kipchoge's training and think, wow. I look at it and think, hey, so what would that mean for me? What speed would that be for me? How does that translate into my marathon pace, you know? So that's what you guys got to start doing is starting to understand you and what it's going to take to move you forward.